1: Navigation system. Please
0: say a command.
1: On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight.
2: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce.
1: He's going the distance.
3: tonight night for our winter sports teams there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing more boring in america than winter sports anyway but uh you know because by the time winter sports become interesting it's spring right yes i mean yep. right they just they last forever okay uh the nice thing about baseball lasting forever i mean these baseball the nhl the nba basically last the same amount of time 26 weeks right regular yep. season except about Baseball. six months. Baseball you got a game, right? And it's nice out You don't have to have Oh, we lost on Tuesday. Now we can bitch about it until Friday, you know, and then yep. we can whine and uh you know, it's so it's it's not it's not the same. I like the fact that at least you got a game every day. If you're gonna have an ungodly long season, have a game every day. These guys only play three days a week, but they were both terrible last night. The uh, Timberwolves, uh, what, a leading fifty-one fifty at halftime, and then they were, went out they
0: were down fifty-one fifty. At Same difference. Third, were, third quarter was just a disaster. Brutal. They yeah. were
3: brutal. They couldn't. They they couldn't guard these guys. And uh, Kevin Durant, no Kevin Durant, didn't make any difference. So, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, Sports Talk Hour, this confirmed my belief that. The boys should really not have making the playoffs as their goal. The finishing seventh or higher should be their goal. <laughs> you don't want to finish eighth and right. get beat by forty three times, right?
0: Well, and that's that's a tough thing with Golden State is they the they made the Wolves look bad last night, but this is what they do. They do this to everybody. Yes. They made they made the Cavaliers look bad in the in the finals last year. Like this is this is what they do. They just they they run you out of the gym. When they get when Curry and Thompson and those guys get gone, it's just you got no shot nope. against them.
3: And uh, you can't guard them. And everybody's saying, "Well, Teague didn't guard it." I mean, Teague can't guard those guys. It's not because he's. I mean, he's. he's oh, there's a lot of people shot. in the
2: league who can't guard no, they Steph can't Curry. No, can't
3: guard those. You can't guard. And, them. and that's
2: why I think that there's a reason to still be optimistic about the Wolves. I think the wild are in serious trouble. I mean. It's so hard to make up ground in the NHL, as it is, and now you're digging yourself this big a hole with an injury-riddled team. I think they're in serious trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: I was just going to get to that. First, I would like to say that yesterday, who did we honor in the three technique? Clay Thompson. Austin Matthews, right? Who made all his shots? Clay Thompson. Boom, 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 banging them all over. Yeah, and... uh, you can see why uh, they wouldn't give him to the uh, Timberwolves. He's going to he be up for a contract was just say, after
0: 20— No, not after this year, after next year, I okay. think, 2019. So who have they agent? paid yet? The Warriors? They paid Steph. Yeah, they just paid Steph this summer. Durant's kind of on a one-and-one type of thing that he's probably going to sign every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond, I think, is yeah, through— Yeah, he signed an extension, right? Yeah, Draymond, I think, is through 2020. Clay is through 2019. How about JaVel McGee? They'll keep paying him the minimum every year, and he'll probably be fine keep with that. It.
3: Coach but, uh, 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 Tibbs, you know who Coach Tibbs loves among all of them. Did you see those quotes? I did not. Uh, Draymond. He said he's the most yeah. unique player in the NBA, and he said he gives them that nasty little fire that they need. You know yeah. the, the Warriors. He's he says he, you know six six inside outside. He's the most, and he's meaner than hell. He's
0: tough, yeah. And, he, uh, and do you guys know he has been their assist leader for the last two years? Really? If you look at this, the, the assist per game and the total assist, Draymond Green has led them in assists wow, the last two years. Wow, I never would have guessed okay, You that. would think it was Steph or somebody, right? right. But no. It's, when it's Steph
3: him. leaves, who plays point guard?
0: Or don't, they don't. Uh, they can put like McCaw, Patrick McCaw in, <laughs> but they never um, play.
3: They never play traditional point guard anyway, right? It's just uh,
0: no. I mean, uh, they they move, just move, 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 they they share ball the ball, ball. ball as uh, they share the ball better than anybody in the, in the NBA, and I, that includes San Antonio. I,
2: I had a thought too last night. Remember when Steve Kerr left the broadcasting booth, and everyone just assumed he was going to join Phil Jackson in New York mm-hmm. and coach the Knicks and
0: everything? Could, you, well, could yeah, you imagine but, if he had it, taken it the Knicks job with, instead?
2: And it was met with criticism. Like, why is he taking? In the Golden State job, wouldn't you want to be a marquee part of a marquee franchise like the Knicks? I remember that conversation yep. taking place, and at the time, I didn't know that, the, that Golden State was going to be that good. I and mean, he
3: might have known that Phil was a, well and going to be an idiot right. as far as a uh, as a
0: you know coach fine. Personnel guy, no. And no. remember, everybody, because Golden State had just fired Mark Jackson after yep. winning like fifty games and getting mm-hmm. beat in the first round, and everybody was like, "How do you, God, how, do coach, you how do you broach. fire Mark Jackson?" And then Steve comes in, and they mm-hmm. won the title that first year, and. It's they're, crazy. Uh,
3: There's something. And I you get the impression that they're all gonna figure out a way to stay together
0: there. Oh for yeah. The yeah. When Clay's a free agent, he he'll sign a he'll sign a team friendly contract and they'll stick together and yeah. You know.
3: So uh I'm not you know, I got the racy rules for watching hockey, right? It uh you you click over and if it's uh one goal lead you watch for the one goal game you watch for a while. Yep. Uh or if somebody's on a power play you watch and then if it's like the last five minutes and it's a two-go game, then you watch,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I've been clicking over. And the last two times I've been clicking over, the dubs has let in a softie. The Dubes yeah. is playing terrible. Yes, he I is. I don't care what anybody says. Every time I turn on the TV, he's letting in a softie. The the other day I turned it on, he clanked one off the post. And he was, you know, he just let one go in for no reason. Last night he kicked one in himself. Uh <laughs> So my question is, what's the deal with goalies? What, is the, what, what happens to them? They're screwballs. That was a
2: very Jerry Seinfeld question. Oh, yeah. what, what's, what's the, the
3: deal, deal with that's goalies? That's supposed to be. What is the deal <laughs> with goalies? And you know, the other thing is, you never draft one. You always get one that's on the uh, rebound, on the rebound yeah. somebody that's in his third organization. I was so worked up at 6 a.m. this morning when I was going through the new newspaper that I went back and looked it up. The Wild has been in 18 NHL drafts because the year that they didn't play, they had they did have a draft, right?
2: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: 18 drafts. They've had two goalies who played a number of games. Josh Harding played 100 and started 117. And Darcy Kemper started 89. And... uh so they've never really had the guy that was in they've never drafted a number one goalie. And then they had that Hackett that played twelve games. There's a couple things. And they other traded guys. him, right? Yeah, he was in on the Palmanville trade. And uh Kemper is eighty nine. So, you know? How can they be harder to find than shortstops? Why I, can't you ever draft one?
2: And if you <laughs> find a guy, there's not the chance it's it's like your comparison. But there's there's a chance eight of them. But there's a chance, even if he's great one year, he might be just kind of okay well, the next. Yeah, yeah, Doobie was great, but I'd tell you, goalie, I'd say, yeah,
3: you know, you were great this year, but I looked at your track record. You weren't that good. I'll give they're you another one-year deal.
0: They're almost like closers in baseball. Yes. I mean, you, you, have, you have the handful in baseball that are yeah. really good, but then everybody else is just, it's kind of a year-by-year thing.
3: And I, to expand on something I said to Jess Myers yesterday. One of the dumbest things this team has ever done because they're so paranoid about uh, getting accused of a bad trade. They traded that Larson and Hackett to Buffalo for Pominville. Mm-hmm. And it was a rent a player, gonna be a free agent, gonna be a free agent to make the playoffs. They had to make the playoffs that and
0: year. And then right? he was gonna walk.
3: Played the playoffs. But they were, Pletcher was so paranoid about having people say, well, you traded him, you got, you know, and you didn't get, you know, you gave up too much. Well, he didn't, neither were any good. But they won't, they won't admit it's a rental. They don't, won't admit it's a oh, rental. But wait a minute. So not only did they give him a five-year deal, but part of it was, yes. But his best friend is Vanek, and we'll be able to sign him. So not only did you pour five years of money down the rat hole for him, you poured three years of money down the rat hole for Vanek.
2: But they did it <laughs> last year, the rental, when they traded the, for the guy from Phoenix. Yes. They did do that. Well,
3: yeah, but— you know, they've done it. If Carly Simon and a couple of those guys that they've read. Chris Simon, the big old... Carly Simon. Yeah, you know, that, was, that was trying to be funny. He was supposed to be the toughest guy of all time.
0: Right. Remember the Cam Barker trade? Yeah. The trade of Nick Letty. Yeah. Nick Letty's still you know, kind like of a.
3: Yeah. He couldn't have skated. He couldn't have started for the the Raiders hockey team. He did skated. He, he was such he a Did he end lousy. up
0: playing for anybody else? Cam oh, Barker? Yeah. He, he, he like, kicked
3: around. He went back up at Edmonton or some damn place. He's terrible. But <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with a rental. Why did you give Pominville a five year contract? And then, as as our boy uh, Collar pointed out yesterday, then they had to give up Scandela just to get rid of.
2: Pommonville's Pomonville. money. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I think because of you know the the significant injuries with Parisi and others that they're not only are they a team that isn't playing very well, they're old. They're boring. And they're boring. Boring.
3: We don't have the guy. Joe wants the guy. We all want the guy. I want some maybe Coonan. Maybe he'll be the guy.
2: You think he'll be the guy? Well, he's gotta be.
3: There's nobody else who's even close to being the guy. So anyway, they're uh they're boring right now, but that doesn't make any difference. Because when they return home, bah, bah, the Woodbury sheep will be back filling up the arena.
2: Bah, what about the Eden Prairie sheep? Do they come too? They come too.
3: Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. The indictment, uh, the federal indictment against Adidas executive Jim Gatto came out yesterday against and uh, former Louisville coach Rick Pitino. Uh, the suggestion is he was aware of a scheme to pay the Cardinals recruit Brian Bowen, big surprise there, and participated in the plan. This is uh, Mark Schlabuck from ESPN.com. The indictment, which was released Wednesday by the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, includes a new description of a meeting in a Las Vegas hotel room on July 27th. According to the indictment, the FBI, the FBI, <laughs> not the NCAA. Mm-hmm. The FBI recorded and videotaped the meeting between former AAU basketball coach Christian Dawkins, a Louisville assistant coach, a Louis. Not Dawkins is not a Louisville assistant coach. Uh, a a Louisville assistant coach and others as they conspired to pay Bowen's family to ensure the star recruits signed with the Cardinals an Adidas-sponsored team. Quote, this is out of the indictment, and there's some brackets here because Patino was named as Coach 2 in here, not by his name, but he's been identified as Coach 2 by many sources. Dawkins explained that while Patino and the University of Louisville were recruiting Bowen, Dawkins asked Patino to call James Gatto, to request that Adidas provide the money requested by the family of Bowen, which Patino agreed to do, the indictment reads. Hmm. A previous description of the meeting, uh, which included the FBI complaint against Gatto, was released on September 26th. That didn't include the language indicating Patino agreed to do it. So they added that, which is not real good. The original complaint, anyway... In an interview with ESPN last month, Patino reiterated that he had no knowledge of any payment to Bowen's family, citing a lie detector test that he took in October. Uh, Patino had said of Bowen, he fell into our lap in recruiting. (laughs) Obviously, now with the circumstances behind it, there's more to it than meets the eye. No? (laughs) For all of... uh, Rick's competitors, it probably met the eye pretty clearly oh, that right. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the worst thing he ever said was when he came out in July or when they got him, when Bowen decided to go there and said, I don't know, he just decided, he you know, everybody who's recruiting this kid nationally is saying, oh, okay, so it just fell in your lap. Oh. You know what it was?
2: It was arrogance. Yeah, It was think, straight arrogance well, out of him. The, yeah,
3: the fact that you are... Still being, you know, un- the NCAA has, uh, had handed him what, a six game suspension mm-hmm. for the, uh, uh, not they, they basically let, it, let him walk on the hookers, except I think it was like, you should have known if you didn't know, you know, on the hookers. So he was facing a six game suspension. Then to turn around and throw that kind of money at this kid, uh, is, uh, just an astounding, uh, thing by him. And, uh, but I'll tell you one thing. He uh last year, when did the when did the hooker thing pop? Two years so ago? That
2: was two years yeah, ago. Two years okay. ago yeah. And that's when he went on, and I think it was was it Mike and Mike's show? Or was it a press, a formal press conference when he mentioned the brother-in-law? Oh, he mentions
0: the brother-in-law every time. I think he I think he was on Mike and Mike's. I, or I some thought so ESPN too. Radio yeah. Show, yeah, yeah, he did that.
3: But guys that I know that I really respect, uh Almost believed him on not knowing about the hookers. Really? Mm. I mean, they were it, it, it guys shocked, that are close to the team. Shocked, well, you know, they know they've known him a lot okay. better than I have for thirty years. And what about the extortion thing a, with a, the? Yeah, with the how he got out of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the well, he 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 basically knew he was so powerful in Louisville he could call her bluff, right? Yeah, the woman's bluff and make his uh, make his admission and the whole thing. But. Uh, as we've all said, this is the FBI, Rick, and uh, you ain't getting any of that forty-four
2: million, baby.
0: <laughs> Completely different. Ball and that's with the, the, the only FBI. reason
2: why he's continuing to fight this is because he's trying to save whatever face he has left, but also he's trying to preserve any money he might have coming his way. I don't way. think
3: they want him to. T- I don't think they want to. Uh, he wants him to take down that Hall of Fame plaque at the Naismith uh, Hall of Fame, either. You know, I think it's for him. It's what he doesn't realize is that his. The image part of it's gone. You know. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. When you die, graph two is you got fired at Louisville. You know, you won who won uh two national championships, blah, blah, blah. second graph uh got fired well, at Louisville. Born. Okay,
2: but will it will they go back and take some of those victories away as a result of this?
3: Well, they're uh I mean I know I we're a long know. way from there, there. Is, there. Well, there are people wondering if that's gonna happen, but hell if you
0: if you don't take any of North Carolina's there's, away, why bother with Louisville? There's well? just so there's just so many blemishes. I mean, this was this was the thing that finally got him, yes. I guess. But there's just so much with just all the stuff that we've talked about, all the different stories and incidents we've we've talked about in the last, you know, six, seven years, like there's just so much of it. It's just what what sort of legacy or is he trying to save? Like there's just so many black eyes here. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't get it
3: and the other part of it is guys like billis and that who are you know kind of saying oh this has been going on forever so that's supposed to make people feel better about college basketball and right. it's just it, it
0: makes it worse yeah the fact I that know, this has been fact going that you on keep forever it's
3: been going on forever that's not good but uh the reason uh I was uh, right when this first came out I saw a story UCLA decided to leave adidas you know they had been adidas and they left. And that made Louisville pretty much their spotlight program, Adidas, because mm-hmm. Nike's got most of the boys, and I think mm-hmm. Under Armour got Louisville, uh, UCLA, I think. Is it so, Under Armour? Okay. So they and they they gave that big, huge, new contract to Louisville. That's what's interesting too is what's what's Louisville going to do without that Under Armour money if that thing blows up, you know? Because they gave them what was it on. Three hundred million for ten Whoa. years or whatever the hell it is—it's <laughs> some huge contract that uh, Adidas gave them.
0: Oh, <laughs> this money, the, man! It's just yeah. Man. This guy
3: landed in their lap because you were the number one Adidas school, and he was played for an Adidas AAU program. That's the scam of this whole thing—is you know, guys are going to okay we. We're a Nike, we, we have a Nike sponsor here in the Twin Cities. You, I have an Under Armour. There's three glamour teams in the Twin Cities. One's Under Armour, one's Nike, and one's Adidas.
0: Well, of course it's, they're gonna it's, choose.
3: It's, well, not necessarily, but it's ugly.
0: College sports, man, oh, just with uh, basket, basketball and football. It's and just basketball
3: a, more than any, because one guy.
0: Can yeah, make so it's much just different. it's just such a slimy game. But man. with
2: Rick, back to Rick for a second, because there's a lot of people out there, and myself included, that are almost taking a tiny bit of glee and knowing that this this weasel finally got caught. But for him to continue to deny, and for him to eventually, because this is going to go to trial at some point, correct? And he's going to have to testify as to what he knew and what he didn't know. And like you keep saying, this is the FBI, Rick. You got to face the music and realize there's a chance you could go to jail yeah. as a result of all of this. Not yeah. just lose your job and lose your money. Yeah, I'm sure Gano <laughs>
3: will plea it out. There might not even be a trial. But uh, uh, you know, now they the assistant coaches start getting charged with. You know, Chuck Persons got they all got indicted yesterday. So hmm. anyway, Rick, uh, we don't believe you. No, I <laughs> <They> never <laughs> no. have.
2: All right, we'll be back.
3: Here's Johnny Height for the sports update, followed by traffic, as he <laughs> continues to prove that Kenny is an unnecessary. Don't, uh, don't. An unnecessary don't tell Kenny object that. to yeah. all
2: things. I kind of like the way John brings you know a little yes, added flair with his traffic
1: no, report. He's become a
2: permanent thing. Kenny's yeah. very needed, and in fact, I'm
4: going to have his attitude shortly if he doesn't okay. get the hell back. <laughs> <here for his laughs> You know what?
3: The thing about you is you're at least uh, a little apprehensive about the traffic over there. Kenny's Kenny's kind of laissez faire about it. He, he kind of <laughs> almost he takes kinda, glee in the fact that he dismisses our misery. That's uh, he what does. we don't yep. like about him. Here's Johnny.
4: Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Virgin Mobile. Switching your phone service is simple with Virgin Mobile. Switch online in just minutes and get unlimited talk, text, and data. Plus, great deals on iPhone. Shop now at VirginMobileUSA.com. Teddy Bridgewater talked with reporters today for the first time since he was put back on the roster. Told him, uh, no, he doesn't have any concerns as far as that repaired knee goes. Our training staff,
1: our strength and conditioning staff, they've done a great job of preparing me to get to this point. So um, once I get out there, you know, there's no regrets, no holding back. Whatever's meant to happen, happens. I trust God's plan for me, and I want to go with that.
0: Teddy. Teddy, Teddy. Teddy. you know what,
4: Teddy? Still boring. Okay. <laughs> the injury didn't help that part, huh? No, yeah. it didn't. Well, the Vikings will start Case Keenum this week as Bridgewater continues to practice. Uh, Bridgewater did not give reporters any indication about when the team could name him the starter. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> that's a surprise. I thought he'd come out and say, "If I'm
1: not
3: starting in two weeks, the hell with these guys."
4: <laughs> Meanwhile, Everson Griffin missed practice for the second straight game with a foot injury, but uh, head coach Mike Zimmer didn't seem concerned about his status for this Sunday's game against the Redskins. Zimmer responded, yes, when asked whether Griffin would play. Zimmer added, he just loves to play the game. Yesterday, he was mad that he couldn't practice. He was grouchy all day yesterday. Uh, Griffith leads the team in sacks with 10 this season. He's taking down the opposing team's quarterback at least once in every game that the Vikings have played so far he, this
3: year. He uh, has missed one start since he became a starter. He was sick uh, once in 2015 and missed a game, I think, against
4: Detroit. Hmm. Wild right back on the uh yeah, I either knew line. that off the top of my head or I looked it up one of the two. I thought maybe you just made it up. <laughs> I was impressed either way. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> The Wild right back on the proverbial horse. Uh, they were defeated, of course, last night in Toronto. They're back in action tonight. They're in Montreal to play the Canadians. Class 6A football tournament has a couple of games tonight as all the football playoff action gets
2: underway. It's going to be a little chilly out there i need to be playing Eden Prairie tonight. <laughs> well, especially because they're at Chanhassen. Yeah. That, and that field, that wind whips
4: right Ooh, through right that there. field right behind down the high school. that little valley. Yeah. And,
0: oh. That's going
4: to be a painful game. Now, that one is Eden Prairie taking on Lakeville North at Chanhassen High School at 7 o'clock. And St. Michael Albertville will play Maple Grove at Park Center High School at 7 o'clock. Uh, don't forget, you can catch high school state football action at the website www.prepspot.com. Light TV. Uh, there's 28 games total. They will have them all. They have play-by-play announcers. They are in HD, and it won't cost you one penny to watch. Dot Prep Spotlight dot TV. Technological
3: corner. I watch those on my computer, right, John?
4: Uh, yeah okay good uh, yeah mm-hmm. right. that's you. correct mm-hmm. technological
3: coordinate. i can probably watch him on my
2: ipad too or right?
4: your phone oh, sure. or your my phone,
2: phone. yeah mm-hmm. any place you got the internet
4: so you
1: know what right. you watch, watch
2: yeah. it on your phone on your ride home
1: i'm
3: not that. that good at driving <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm old
4: <laughs> the new england patriots have claimed veteran tight end martellus off winners of course Bennett was waived by the Packers yesterday. He played for the Patriots, of course. In I
0: knew he'd go back there. Yeah. That's so funny. What's
3: well, just What is the controversy over there? They, the Packers, are claiming that he didn't tell him he had an injury or what?
0: Uh, I, a
4: designation that he failed to disclose a physical condition. That's what they waived mm-hmm. him with. So and uh, but boy, that didn't work out for him. But well,
2: but the way not. the way that I read that is because they designated that they can recoup. It's not necessarily saying that he did anything wrong.
0: But because they designated that, they can recoup some of his signing bonus. Oh, okay. That's why. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday a, who helps cover the Packers in Green Bay, and he just said, yeah, he's totally going to go back to New England. That's <laughs> just, yeah, that's just, of course he's going to go back there, and sure enough.
2: Yeah. I talked to a Packers owner. That's how I got that information. And meanwhile, <laughs> Cook is uh,
3: Cook is uh, doing well, right? Uh, Cook's catching a lot of passes. He's yeah. in New Orleans, right? No, Where yeah, he Oakland,
4: Oakland. Oakland. Oh, yeah, he's at Oakland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bennett. He boy, he had some clankers
2: for the. I Packers think this team. is it
4: for Ooh. Ted Johnny. That's my hot take. I think, think Ted's so? done. Yeah. Ted's gone. I think Ted's gone. Yeah.
2: And they should hire Randy from Cottage. That's Grove. right. <laughs> well, I just, I if they're
4: going to end up, you know, winning a couple games, I'd rather they didn't and get no, a higher get draft a, pick. Get a decent draft <laughs> pick. They haven't a had a decent draft pick and. 10 yeah. years. Uh, Bennett did say, I don't know if you guys remember last week on social media, he's pretty sure he'll retire after this season. Ah. so Even before the Packers had... Uh, I love uh, the Bennett boys though, man. They, yeah. man.
3: they had to be a hoot.
4: I don't know if I'd
3: like <laughs> to be standing near them if they were drunk in a bar though. They might, <laughs> no. they might clean the place out. <laughs> Alright, so. Johnny, uh, we'll be right back with traffic from a new <laughs> voice here. Master Tespasian is with us. How you doing, sir? Doing well, man. How you been, bro? I have been good, boy. You got out of here too early. The Cronkite School graduates are taking over the Star Tribune. I don't think we've hired anybody in the last three years that isn't from there.
1: Is that right? I, I think it started with me. We got with Aaron Levinsky in there. Yeah, kind of helped him get, get in there. We got a new hockey
3: writer coming in. Uh, she's a Cronkite, and uh, we, oh, yeah. we we got a lot. Man, uh, Levinsky's very proud that uh, we're, we're, you're taking over the place in there.
1: How's the post? <laughs> how's the post treating you, sir? It's been good, man. Everything's been really great, man. I'm uh, I'm enjoying DC, I'm enjoying covering this team, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Chocolate City, man. There's a lot more black people here. <laughs> well, that uh, you know, we're we're doing okay though. Hey, Redskins,
3: uh, they're 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 very feisty, mediocre right now. It looks like I've watched them a few times, and man, they've had chances to win, and the game
1: gets away from them. But they're they're not bad. Yeah, the thing with them is that they're always going to fight, and they're always going to give you battle. Um, what they've been going through the last few weeks has just been an abnormal amount of injuries particularly on the offensive line where last game they uh, in an upset against Seattle in Seattle. They played without four of starting the offensive linemen. And I, I honestly gave them no shot to win that game. And that was a game they needed to have and needed to win to kind of even remain in the hunt, uh, which they were somehow able to pull off. And I think that's just a lot of the identity of this team. Um, it's a very close-knit team. I, I don't know exactly why that is yet, but there's something about the culture this season that's been a lot different than it was last year. Where the guys, even from the start of training camp, they they have a bond here that it, it goes beyond just like the field. They, they just love to communicate, love to be with each other, love to talk to each other. Like they spend the defensive guys on Thursdays, they like to spend uh, time at Josh Norman's house and where they watch film and just kind of hang out together and just kind of bond and, and do those kind of things. That has gone a long way in terms of their relationship and their communication and what they've been able to accomplish on the field. And like you said, I mean. Even though they are 4-4, four four, I, I, I still view them as they're able to win even at Minnesota this week or next week uh, against New Orleans. The schedule becomes very favorable for them down the stretch. So they could become a very dangerous wild card team uh, that can make a postseason run uh, in December uh, in terms of the NFC. Because the NFC is just so wild right now that you just don't know who – which team is going to come out of it and come out with those two wildcard spots.
3: Hey, Master, is Trent Williams going to be back at left tackle or are they going to put T.J. Clemmings out there, which could be very bad with Everson Griffin on the other side of the line? I don't know if if, if, if Trent will play.
1: Uh, He's missed the last few games now. I mean, he's supposed to have a surgery; Like, his season should be over. But Trent's trying to tough it out as long as he can to see how long uh, he can participate because that's the kind of guy he's he's supposed to play. And help out the team in any way he can, and he knows that this team has something special he needs to bring in, and he feels that there's something special about this team. Uh, But if he doesn't play, I don't know if I expect TJ Clemens to play though. Who would play Uh, left tackle? I I would believe that would be kind of second. (laughs) Who injured? Who suffered a core muscle injury in week three? Had surgery and stood out ever since. But he's been practicing all week. Been been participating with the ones there uh, on offensive line. I anticipate him being a left tackle. That, is heavy and ready to go, that would be my bet. All right. Hey, is Jordan Reed healthy? Uh, he has been participating this week. Uh, he's been dealing with aggressive injuries all year. Started with the toe issue that he dealt with in training camp. Uh, still wasn't fully 100%. Then he dealt with the hamstring issue. Just when he started to feel like he was getting a lot better, he pulled up on his hamstring and didn't play against Seattle. Um, if he does play, obviously a dangerous asset. And the team's going offensively this season was that he would be the number one target this offense it would revolve around him and once they start when the team starts to plan and game plan around we has got other options on the outside we've got Chris Thompson who's been a very dangerous pass catching running back uh, and obviously Josh Doxon started to come along the 2016 first round pick so if he's healthy that is a very dangerous and, and valuable asset to his offense. If he's not there uh, I would look out for Vernon Davis yes he's old as hell but Man, that boy can still run, man. He, he's, he's in great shape. He moves around the field in such a very fun way, and he's still got a couple more years left in him. He is not done. not washed whatsoever. He, he still looks great. Uh, uh,
3: what's uh, the word on Cousins? He's got a good uh, quarterback rating. He's uh, he's having another uh, season that could get him paid one way or another here. they There's no way they could bring him
1: back with a franchise of $29 million, is there? Hey, don't 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 doubt Dan Snyder this out now. There is <laughs> there is there is definitely that possibility. It would you would be I believe uh, I think it was twenty six million on the transition tag. If there were the franchise tag for a third straight year, that would be estimated right now. I believe thirty four million.
3: <laughs> but and, but Dan might do it just so he wins the war, right? He's, at, he's got, at, got,
1: got, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, it, I, it seems ridiculous, but. They, there's nothing to leave out, so I, I, it, it's all dependent on what the market is available for him. I think he's going to get paid regardless at some point. Just, the San Francisco acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo kind of put a an interesting wrinkle on the entire situation because now you would assume that he would be their franchise quarterback and that they would that he would assume that role, and that takes out probably the most uh, the biggest competitor for the Redskins in terms of somebody trying to take away Kirk Cousins from this market. Because what now, would, maybe you can transition <laughs> tag him now, because at, at that time, before the acquire Jim the Forty Nine ers were going to have like a hundred million dollars in cash space, so don't transition tag him before the Magic brought a release conference, and the Redskins couldn't match, and it was gone. Um, well, what, what, said, what
3: would he sign for? What would Cousins take? He, he wants to hit the open
1: market and see what he can get. Okay. Oh, he uh, does want to hit
3: the open market. Okay.
1: Yeah, from what I understand, that he, he wants to hit the open market and see what his real value is, and at some point. He's going to keep playing this franchise tag game because what he's done over the last two years is that he's used the franchise tag as the base like the base value of his contract talks. So uh, two years ago, he made $19.95 million on the, con- on the franchise tag, and that's where he wanted the average salary to be on his contract extension. And the Redskins weren't trying to do that. This year, he's making $24 million. That was exactly where uh, him and his agent wanted the-, the contract negotiations to be at.
0: And the Redskins weren't on.
1: So this, this has been a, a, a count and kind of game where Cousins has had unprecedented leverage that we've never seen in NFL free before, particularly from a quarterback. And if he's able to win here, it sets a precedent that would alter exactly how teams go about free agency from now on. Out. And I thought Matt Stafford was going to do something similar, but he ended up signing a contract extension when I felt like he had the leverage as well with the Lions drives process out just like her cousin says. Hey,
3: Master, who's uh, who's running the operation now that we got rid of the GM? Is there anybody in charge of football or who's in charge of personnel?
1: Bruce Allen is, is the main guy. Uh, he's the president uh, and he's got a couple people below him. Derek Schaefer handles the money. Uh, Doug Williams who helps handle the personnel aspect of it. Uh, they kind of split the assignments Alex Santos who does the pro player personnel element of it. Uh, so, those are probably your three main guys that you're looking at. Uh, Douglas was obviously promoted It's kind of help with the uh, help build the roster uh, component of it, and Schaefer is the money man. So, but everything still runs through Bruce Allen. It's 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 always been that way, even when when McClellan was here. Um, McClellan was just more so the talent guy, and now it's even more so that it's apparent that Bruce Allen runs the show here.
3: Hey, Master, just to make you feel better about leaving our midst, a high of twenty two here today. So uh, it's a little. Hey, uh, hey,
1: Hey, it's cold as hell here right now, man. It's of wind <laughs> forty miles an hour. I don't know how cold it is here, but I know it ain't as cold as it is over here for
3: y'all. <laughs> right, master. Have a good,
1: that one?
3: <laughs> Have a have a good ball game, and uh, we'll see you. Take it easy, man. All right, uh, master. Uh, who worked at the uh, Star Tribune for a while? He was an intern with us. A great kid. Despacian, and he landed at the Washington Post. So he's doing a good job. Sorry a little bit for the connection cell phone from Washington. It happens. But I hope I hope you heard uh, most of that uh, uh, update on the Redskins with my pal, Master. We'll be back.
4: Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this time.
3: I'm older than pizza (laughs) And the U.S. Marine Corps is older than the United States of America. (laughs) 1775, November 10th, 1975. uh, 1775. This is uh, tomorrow will be
2: the... November 10th? Wait, that's tomorrow.
3: Tomorrow will be the 242nd birthday, but I won't be here. That's right. right, right, right I have to give uh, honor to the uh, U.S. Marine Corps. Now Uh,
2: I want pizza.
3: My son James, (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel in the Corps, uh, got uh, promoted uh, this past Summer, and uh, he's a lifer to say the least. And uh, the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, they have the three nicknames the one that isn't so wonderful, yes, the jarheads, yes, because they got the bad haircuts, mm-hmm. the leathernecks, that means they're tough, they're right? tough, yes, yep. and then. Uh, the Hounds from Hell, which was given him the Tufel, Tufel Hunden, which was given to them by the German soldiers that they fought in World War One. The Hounds of Hell uh-huh. in German, or the Devil Dogs, either one of those two uh, was uh, one of the nicknames. But the. Uh, the Marine Corps' birthday is tomorrow, and uh, I just had to throw that in there. You know, right? I had
2: a roommate in in, uh, in college that was in the Marines, and he would attend the Marine Corps ball.
3: Yes, there'll be a ball Every tomorrow. year, and
2: yeah. uh, I, it was always fun because to see the excitement of him, you know, he's a great friend of mine, but then to hear... The stories that would come out after the Marine Corps, the ball, Marine Corps ball. Those now, boys know how to have a good time. So tomorrow is Friday, so it works
3: out perfectly because they can have the ball oh on God. the date. Yes. Now, usually they, if it's in the middle of the week, they have it either the weekend before or the weekend after. But uh, uh, my son and his wife, Edna, uh, go uh, every year. And Edna requires a new uh, gown, even though they've moved around the world Okay. See, somebody might have seen the gown. She they can't had be last seen year. twice in the same gown. And, Come on. Uh, and I'll call him once in a while and say, How's the gown hunt going? <laughs> he says, We don't have a kill yet. He we said, don't We don't have, have, have a, kill a kill yet. yet. <laughs> We're still hoping for a kill here in the next uh, several weeks. But uh, the, uh, the he'll probably, uh, being at the Pentagon now, he'll probably get a pretty good. Uh, oh, he'll heavens, he'll probably yes. end up at a pretty good ball. He might get to be at the same one Mattis is at.
2: That's got to be. Say. Yeah, absolutely. That should be a good. One that would be a good ball to go. Have you through. attended one ever? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. No, uh they they
3: I don't think they could put one of those unis on me. I <laughs> <laughs> get you a nice gown. <laughs> no, no, All righty, Marine Corps tomorrow, two hundred and forty-two years
1: old.